The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Keep it classy on the text line, K Chadville. <laughs> 630, 630 is the text line. Uh, Tom Vernon has his finger on the pulse of everything related to Alberta <laughs> politics. Just spent the past couple of days as well with Jagmeet Singh uh, in his campaign yeah. in BC. Uh, Tom joins me in studio ahead of a big night, probably a late night for you. Busy night. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a busy night for everybody, late night for yeah. everyone covering this one. It's going to be an interesting night. Uh, well, your thoughts, I'm just going to kind of spitball Let's a whole go. bunch of things uh, at you. Uh, we'll get to uh, the fact that you were with uh, Mr. Singh out in, uh, in BC over the past couple of days. But I wanted to kind of like focus, you know, break it down a little closer to here at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonton Strathcona. Yeah, Why? what an interesting Aye. race. That's what an interesting be. race, right? And uh, that's what you mentioned. I was with the, the Jagmeet, Singh, Jagmeet Singh campaign, and I was out there when the uh, statement from uh, Rachel Notley mm. came out, kind of mm-hmm. the the backhanded endorsement to the NDP, right? Like they, she's obviously not voting conservative, doesn't mm-hmm. want to see a conservative minority, and she goes, well, the only way that the uh, conservative will be defeated in Strathcona is if I vote for the NDP candidate there. But boy, do I ever disagree with their stance on energy policy, mm-hmm. and you know they're never going to get in a position where they can implement that anyway, right? So the NDP leader in Alberta saying, well, they're not going to get in power, so I can vote for her because I want her to win over them. It was you know, it was an interesting way but once to again, cast your vote. But once again, people calling for Notley's head over this. Oh, sure. Because, yeah. you know, because she, she said that, but she has said all along that she does not agree yep. with uh, the, the federal uh, NDP and, and their stance on pipelines. It was when... Like, um, this is a huge... When you look at an NDP leader or a, yep. an NDP premier going to a bat for pipelines yeah. and, and, and oil going up against, I mean, that says something. Yep. And uh, it, like it or not. Do you remember the NDP convention here where they, they, um, they uh, went with the Leap mm-hmm. Manifesto? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Rachel Notley stood in that room and said, do not go this way. This will be damaging to us. You're leaving behind working people. You can't do this to this province. Yeah. So the workers in this and the party went the other way. And it was from that moment on, they, they were right at odds. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, you know, and the conservatives here were very effective at tying her to that national yeah. party and, and tying their party to, you know, your anti-pipeline. You can't be pro-pipeline if you're NDP. But so it was an interesting campaign for her. Yeah. And, and the fact that she stayed quiet right till the very end and said, well, I'm going to throw my support behind the NDP candidate here. But so that that riding, though, has been held. It's NDP mm-hmm. held for a very Linda long Duncan time. For a few terms. I, yeah. I can't remember what year yeah. she was initially elected. And she replaced Raheem Jaffer. So that's how far back we're going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Raheem Jaffer. There's a name you haven't heard yeah. in a while. Actually, you know what? It's funny because I looked him up not too long ago. I was wondering yeah. what he was doing because he made politics a little interesting there for a while, too, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll take a... We'll, we'll be watching that one tonight. Mm-hmm. So Edmonton uh, Centre and that, again, I mean, I don't I don't suspect any Liberals are, are making it out of tonight alive. Yeah, I mean, and that's an interesting one, right? You look at what the, I mean, all of Edmonton's interesting if you want to look at, let's put the provincial mm-hmm. election map over top. Yeah. Because, well, there, it was an NDP almost sweep here, apart mm-hmm. from Casey Madu. But, you know, that riding, it's in a very NDP stronghold provincially, yeah. right? It, it, they hold it there. Uh, Randy won it last time, mm-hmm. but that was in, you're right, in that 2015 Liberal surge. Well, there's no Liberal surge happening no. this time around, so will they be able to hold on to that? So, uh, you know, I, I remember speaking before the campaign, speaking with people 
uh, that said, look, that's that riding. It, it's the boundaries are drawn well for Randy mm-hmm, Boisson, mm-hmm, just the way it all mm-hmm. breaks down. So he has a shot. But I mean, I haven't seen any any poll numbers no. or anything out of there. But yeah, it, 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 any liberal, if if you're running on that red brand in this province, it's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, was it Amarjeet Sohi mm-hmm. and, and Tim Upple? Yep, that's what again. I'll be yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll be at Camp Sohi tonight. Are you okay? Yeah, and that's. I mean, and there's another one, the 2015 surge, and that riding was won by 92 votes. That's it, right? So it's going to be. It was a tight race then. I think it'll be a tight race again tonight. I mean, Amarjeet Sohi, very popular in mm-hmm. that that area. He was a, a city councillor in that area. Um, so you know, it, the, and the Liberals campaigned hard for this one, right? Justin Trudeau was here two months before the writ was dropped uh, in July. He had a rally for mm-hmm. Amarjeet Sohi. He was here the first week of the campaign. That was in Strathcona, but obviously trying to push that. And then Christia Freeland was in mm-hmm. town here on Friday. Now, w- would they send her out here if they didn't think they had much of a chance? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, so there, that was another big push. Yeah, for well, that's what I was going to ask you about. When they when they bring out some of those uh, some mm-hmm. of those bigger wheels in the party to campaign yeah. uh, on be- on behalf of someone, does does that does that does that like, mean that they know something that we don't know? Yeah, like I wonder. I mean, Christia Freeland. I mean, she's a big name. She's uh-huh. a big star in the party. It, if they didn't think that they had a chance in these ridings, I don't think they'd send her out here. She'd probably be of more use to go campaign around that 905 mm-hmm. around Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. You can stop for a few different campaigns. So the fact that she came out here means, you know, I think maybe they think they have a chance. Well, what about Trudeau on on Saturday in Calgary? Calgary. What is that? Was that Calgary? uh, Yeah, he was with the Nirmala Naidu Hill down there. And, um, you know, again, it's one of those things. And and, and Nirmala, uh, former journalist uh, down there for actually for Global (laughs) ages ages ago. So, again, that makes me me wonder if, you know, they're looking at it going, this could be or... Or he was on his way to BC and thought, well, might as well stop here. Might as well stop here. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Um, The East-West divide with, you know Mm -hmm. what, if if there is a a liberal minority government um, maybe propped up with, you know, the NDs, I I just think that the the, the w- Western Canada, especially the prairies, are going to be really ticked off. Yeah, look where we're at right yeah. now, coming out of this election, right? The the prairies. I mean, it's always been strong conservative, but it's going to be very strong conservative after this election. We've seen a rise of the bloc back mm-hmm. in Quebec, right? So there's a lot of that, you know, Quebec first mentality going on there. Um, Three way race in British Columbia. That, that's pretty interesting. In it that, is. you know, it's 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 so tight. I mean, I was out there the last couple of days, and all three leaders were there yesterday. So, but there is this kind of regional divide really starting to happen here in the country again and you know whoever whatever ends up happening tonight mm. that someone will be the prime minister and it will be up to them to try and kind of bring everyone together can you do that in a minority parliament mm-hmm. I, I mean I, to stay alive i guess you mm-hmm. kind of have to but i mean we are at this at this moment right now and it's not the first time we've been at this moment no. we saw this through the 90s and we got through it but it, it is going to be an interesting kind of tiptoe dance that these party leaders are going to have to do after tonight to try and Govern, try yes. and get through, and to try and, and d- heal some divides that are clearly forming here. Well, you know, in the, the relationship. I mean, you know, our our premier Jason Kenney out uh, campaigning mm-hmm. for for Sheer in Ontario. I mean, if you're back at the table, yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, I just think it's, yeah, I think it's just going to be really, really, uh, really, really interesting. Now, you were traveling with yeah. uh, the same Mr. Campaign, yeah. yeah, so tell me about that. It was, I mean, it was a late call. They uh, just kind of ended the campaign and they were kind of running out of bodies. So they said, ah, Tom, what are you doing next weekend? So I'd, <laughs> wife and I had to figure out the child care. And yeah, I went out there and it was, it was interesting to see. I haven't done a lot on this federal election campaign. Mm-hmm. We're in session, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of off in provincial politics. So to dive in and to see what's happening out there with this NDP campaign, and there's a lot of excitement in BC any with the stops that we went to yeah. obviously they they go to rallies with new Democrats but the fact that it's a three-way race there um, yesterday he didn't do any big rallies what he did instead is what, what's called mainstreeting they got off the bus and went through a diner and met with people mm. there and then we went to a mall in Surrey and we get into this mall in Surrey and he kind of walks in the people are like oh my oh hey he's here yeah and after about 20 minutes like it's like everybody in the mall all of a sudden converged mm. around him there like this genuine excitement about him out in that part of the out in that part of the province so I mean I don't know what's being called the sing surge or whatever yeah. it's being called but I mean they have gone in the polls they're still in that 18 to 20 percent I think That's in right. yesterday's poll right so I mean they're, they're not in that going to form government kind mm-hmm. of mode but at the start of the campaign people were thinking are these guys even going to get 10 seats, right? Mm-hmm. The Greens are pulling ahead of them in some areas, but he's we're on a really good campaign, uh, really energetic, being on the road, like it's really energetic. He's, you know, he has he's got the speech polish. He's been t- telling it for 40 days. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was really inter- interesting to see how how that campaign was actually kind of gaining some momentum and getting some excitement behind it. Because uh, they had uh, 39 seats. The NDP had mm-hmm. uh, 39 seats when uh, when the election was called. It'll be interesting to see how many they come out with. Because Quebec, tonight. right? How many are they going Quebec. to lose in Quebec? I mean, the block is resurgent. A lot of those will probably be NDP seats that mm-hmm. they'll switch out. Are they going to find those seats somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. That they really they really hope BC. Um, and it was interesting. We asked him about that, the block resurgence. And he says, look, the, the block is a party that said that they have no interest in uh, building for Canada. Mm-mm. They're in it for just Quebec. Yeah. So he's ple- he's making that plea to Quebec voters. Look, if you want someone that's going to build the whole country and, and get more benefits for you, go NDP. You don't have to chose those other two or those other three. I, we've we've heard it said a number of times, and I've said it a, a couple of times uh, as well. Is where was this Jagmeet Singh over the past two years? I mean, mm-hmm. there was there was talk going into to this election, as we, as we mentioned. There was like, w- is this party even going to survive yeah. this? And then. All of a sudden, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, were we not paying attention to him? Was he not, yeah. you know, comfortable? What was it and, that... And, I mean, it's, some of it, I think, is the conservative and liberal campaigns, just how polarized they are, yeah. right? If you're with us, you're against them. And if mm-hmm. you're with them, you're against us. And, mm-hmm. and just those two, and it, those two campaigns really focused on each other. Right, those two are going yeah. at each other, and kind of coming up the middle here was like, well, hold on. If you're tired of listening to those guys, yeah. how would you hear what I have to say? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about ideas about affordability. I mean, yeah. down there, one of the stops they made when I was in Vancouver is at this affordable housing area, and they're talking about. They were interviewing these, speaking to these people down there, and this one woman said, you know, the idea of owning a home, I might as well dream of owning a castle, <laughs> right? Like that, that yeah. idea of affordability is yeah. is really big down there, and that message is the NDP message of, you know, pharmacare, uh, more affordable housing, uh, and stuff like that. That that's really resonating with those voters. And when you're, when you're hearing the... the <laughs> how are you going to pay for it? Pay? Well, and then they talk about the super wealth tax. Yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, they, there are higher taxes if you go NDP with that with that NDP. But that's that's the message that they're pushing. That is resonating with whatever the number was yesterday, mm-hmm, 18 to 20% mm-hmm. of the electorate. Yeah, again, I just... I sometimes wonder, you know, about polling. I mean, it has been... Mm-hmm. The polling has been consistent over the past yep. 40 days, really. Um 
and 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 I know sometimes they get it really right, and then sometimes they get it really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, which one is showing up tonight? Yeah, and what will be interesting is where the vote is. And I, I was listening on the drive-in. Mm-hmm. I just heard the gentleman from Ipsos. I didn't hear the end of the interviews because I had to come in, but uh, the efficiency of the vote, right? In Alberta, mm-hmm. I mean, the Conservatives are going to rack up oh, yeah. huge numbers of votes here, yeah. right? So they get a lot of seats here. But what does the vote efficiency look like in Quebec and Ontario, mm-hmm. and where where is that vote turning up? So um, the Liberals, I mean, there's a lot more seats out there. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the what's the vote efficiency for them out there? So that's, that's what I'll be watching tonight maybe at the end of the night yeah maybe they both are 32 percent one has way more seats well sure but it's because it's more spread out for a certain party over another. tom vernon joining me in studio he's the provincial affairs reporter with global edmonton and global calgary you're going to be again tonight at camp sohi at camp sohi uh, we'll yeah. talk more with uh, tom right after this <laughs> Tom Vernon in studio this afternoon. Uh, as I mentioned, he is the provi- provincial affairs reporter with Global Edmonton in Calgary. So usually, uh, you know, the pulse on, on Alberta. We'll province, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, getting thrown into, uh, you know, being uh, on the federal campaign with the with the Singh team uh, this yeah. weekend. A great experience, if yeah. nothing else. That yeah. was the first time because uh, the provincial elections I've covered, I've not been on a bus. Yeah. It's just they, there wasn't one in Saskatchewan. There wasn't one this uh. time. And there was in the the Prentice election, but we just didn't see going out. I mean, he was off, way off yonder, so it didn't make sense for us to go on that bus. So, yeah, this is the first time I was on a campaign bus, the campaign plane. There was, um, it's a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got up, it was like 8 a.m. to midnight 30 yeah. on Saturday oh, and wow. going around. But it's really interesting seeing kind of the inner workings of how the campaign works. Um, and this one, I mean, Jagmeet Singh was, like, he'd be on the bus with you. Like, a lot of times, yeah. the leaders, I guess, they're in a different vehicle. There's the yeah. media bus and that. He was on there, and the, the team was on there you had questions and um the plane was was something else you kind of pull right up next to the plane wow. off the bus onto the plane uh, interesting in Penticton, i guess go back to kind of how the growth they're seeing in their campaign they're expecting a couple hundred people to show up to this rally in Penticton. and well a couple hundred people did show up and filled the room and then there were a couple hundred more and they're wow. like well we can't get you in so we had to have a kind of an impromptu rally outside before going in for the actual rally inside i wonder if he's going to uh get some of the youth voters that you know yeah. maybe first time around went to you know trudeau la- you know in in 2015 if 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 that's where maybe some people would find like, i laughed on the weekend i mean my, my husband is a high school teacher and he's like, do you know about this TikTok I'd never heard stuff? of it until I sat down on the bus and saw his... And yeah. then he was doing it because like, the kids are all using yeah. this TikTok thing and Singh is using it now too. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. You know, he seems to have... You know, his finger a little bit more on the pulse of the younger uh, audience, kind of like Trudeau did last time. Kind of like Trudeau did last time. And it was interesting in his speech, he would take, he was taking direct aim at Justin Trudeau. Yeah. And, you know, this is what he promised you in 2015. And he did not deliver. Mm-hmm. He chose, he chose uh, the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. He chose the oil and gas industry. He chose these things when he said he was going to do this instead. So, I'm not going to do that. Come park your vote here. So he's really going after that liberal mm, vote and, and hammering down on the Greens every chance he could as well. Um, as mentioned, uh, Tom covers provincial affairs yeah, mainly so for, really, really know, yeah. <laughs> for Global. Um, this is a, a big week in politics, of course, the election mm-hmm. tonight and uh, the budget. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing's following coming, yeah. that. Um, this is the first uh, budget by the, the, the Jason Kenney uh, UCP. And we're waiting to see what, what that looks like as well, following on the heels of the McKinnon report. Yeah, so, I mean, in the federal or the provincial election campaign, they said, yeah, we're going to balance it in our first term. Here are the numbers. Here's how we're going to do it. And then basically 
the day after election day or whatever, however long it was that, boy, the numbers are worse than we thought. Mm-hmm. This is going to have to be, this is going to be even harder. And everyone's yeah. thinking here, this is going to give comes. them the green light to yeah. do what they have to do. Yeah. So we'll see on the, I mean, they've promised that path to balance. So we'll see the next four years, how they plan to get there. Mm-hmm. But they've said the, the economics aren't as good as we, as we thought they were going to be. So there will be. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Right. So there will be cuts. I, I mean, I don't think there's any way you, other way you can say it. There I'm, okay. They're choosing another way to say it, a period of fiscal restraint or a period of fiscal <laughs> responsibility. But let's call a spade a spade. There's going to be cuts somewhere. Now, they've said they're going to maintain health. They said they're going to maintain education. So where is it going to be? Right. So uh, the McKinnon panel had some very uh, specific things to say about post-secondary and, and having students pay higher tuition, mm-hmm. looking for uh, more efficiencies in post-secondary. So I wonder if we see something. Remember in the old PC government, there was what they call Campus Alberta. Mm-hmm. Will we start to see maybe a move back towards that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they, they called for higher uh, private investment into post-secondary education. So will we see changes in post-secondary? I think we're going to see changes in capital. I think we're going to really see a drawback on on capital spending. Municipalities were warned about that at AUMA. So uh, this budget will be interesting uh, to see how they how they uh, get their path to balance laid out. You know, the, the capital spending, you talk about municipalities, mm-hmm. um, you know, so what does that do to the munis- municipalities yeah. if they're not getting that money? Yeah, and they'll have choices to make. Either you build it and pay a bigger share, which means either find efficiencies in your own budget or raise property taxes, yeah. or you wait. Um, when the premier told them at AUMA, look, this is going to be challenging and we're going to need to all be in this together. Um, the, you know, the suggestion was, yes, we're going to have to draw back uh, capital funding. But he says it's to get to a point where we don't have to make harder decisions. And when Alberta turns around, everybody can take advantage of it, right? The money can start flowing again. So... Four years from now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What does that look like? Does that mean, you know, you wanted to repave that road this year, but maybe you have to wait till next Uh year? I mean, we don't know. We'll find out on on Thursday, I guess, what it looks like. Um, The health care, you know, the front line, the teachers Mm -hmm. and and the health care. I mean, the the McKinnon report was pretty tough on those fronts as well. Why do you think that that has kind of been pushed back right now? Because those are you know, very core services, right? Healthcare and education. When they're the, it's funny they're the top two budget items mm-hmm. in the budget. So those obviously, when the McKinnon panel is looking at things like, well, those are the top two. Yeah. That's the easiest place to cut. But I mean, if you start cutting back nurses, if you start cutting back teachers, if you start cutting back, you know, have even bigger class sizes than that. That is something that everybody notices mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And those are very big, powerful uh, union memberships yes. as well, right? Like the teachers are a very big, strong union. Nurses and, and healthcare mm-hmm. workers, there are a lot of unionized work staff in there. And that that, that would cause, that would start a period of tension, how about we call it? Oh, guaranteed. A period of tension. And there's already enough tension there. Um, I'm not sure we'll see anything on public sector salaries in this budget. They haven't said that they're going to, like the McKinnon panel talked about legislation to set salaries. Yes. Uh, we asked uh, Jason Nixon, the government house leader, is that on the on the docket? He said, no, we don't. We have no intention of introducing anything like that at this point. Um, contracts aren't up until next spring. Mm, so maybe see. we maybe next spring they start to deal more with salaries, but we'll see how those negotiations go. Well, it's going to be... Uh, it, uh, Thursday it'll be who's 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 ticked off the most yep. d- uh, depending on, on on what's happened and you're going to be there covering it all. <laughs> yes. I get, uh, I get <laughs> in between all of it. Yes, I get Tom <laughs> twice this week yes. uh, today and we'll chat again on on Thursday. Tom Vernon, provincial affairs reporter again, Global Edmonton, Global Calgary at uh, Camp Sohe tonight. Tonight, so we'll be watching your coverage uh, from there. I'm not going to put you on the spot and 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 make you do any predictions. Oh, okay. Like, like local, local or federal? federal. Are, are we allowed? I mean, I read, I read these emails that say, okay, we can't do that, we can't do that. So I don't want to get in trouble. What do you but, think it's going to be? Uh, just with the efficiency, 
I don't know. I don't want to lay it down. I'm going to check in out. <laughs> I'm going to check in out. <laughs> oh, Tom, always great talking to you. Thank always you for fun. this. Thank you. In-depth debate. Informed discussion. This is Decision Canada on the Chorus Radio Network.